Hello and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we'll be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we will cover a Dharma teaching titled The Four Nutrients of Life. Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. The Four Nutrients of Life The following is an extract from the Will publication 105-106 Jnana Panika Thera Page 18-23 Monks, when a monk becomes entirely dispassionate towards one thing, when his lust for it entirely fades away, when he is entirely liberated from it, then he is one who, after fully comprehending the goal, makes an end of suffering here and now. What one thing? All beings subsist by nutriment. When a monk becomes entirely dispassionate towards this one thing, which is nutriment, when his lust for it entirely fades away, when he is entirely liberated from it, and when he sees the complete ending of it, then, no monks, he is one who, after fully comprehending the goal, makes an end of suffering here and now. Anguttara Nikaya, Dasaka Nipata the tenth sutta, number 27. The discourse on sounds flesh or the similes for the four nutrients. At Sabati. There are amongst four nutrients for the sustenance of beings born and for the support of beings seeking birth. What are the four? Edible food, coarse and fine. Secondly, sense impressions thirdly volitional thought fourthly consciousness how amongst should the nutriment edible food be considered suppose a couple husband and wife have set out on a journey through the de- desert carrying only limited provisions they have with them their only son dearly beloved by them now, while these two travelled through the desert, their limited stock of provisions ran out and came to an end. But there was still a stretch of desert not yet crossed. Then the two thought, Our small stock of provision has run out, has come to an end, and there is still a stretch of desert that is not yet crossed. Should we not kill our only son, so dearly beloved, prepare dried and roasted meat, and eating our son's flesh, we may cross in that way the remaining part of desert, least all three of us perish. And this too, husband and wife killed their only son, so dearly beloved by them, prepared dried and roasted meat, and eating their son's flesh, crossing in that way the remaining part of the desert. And while eating their son's flesh, they were beating their breast and crying, Where are you, my only and beloved son? Where are you, our only and beloved son? What do you think, O monks? Will they eat the food for the pleasure of it, for enjoyment, for comeliness' sake? 
for bodies embellishment? Certainly not, O Lord. Would they not rather eat the food merely for the sake of crossing the desert? So it is, O Lord. In the same manner, I say, O monks, should edible food be considered? If, O monks, the nutriment edible food is comprehended, the lust for the five sense object is thereby comprehended. And if lust for sense object is comprehended, there is no fetter by which enchained a noble disciple might come to this world again. And how, monks, should a nutriment sense impression be considered? Suppose, a monks, there is a skinned cow that stands close to a wall. Then the creatures living in the wall will nibble at the cow. And if the skinned cow stands near a tree, then the creatures living in the tree will nibble at it. If it stands in the water, the creatures living in the water will nibble at it. If it stands in the open air, the creature living in the air will nibble at it. Wherever the skinned cow stands, the creatures living there will nibble at it. In that manner, I say, O monks, should the nutriment sense impression be considered? If the nutriment sense impression is comprehended, the three kinds of feelings are thereby comprehended. And if the three kinds of feelings are comprehended, there is, I say, no further work left to do for the noble disciple. And how, O monks, should the nutriment of volitional thought be considered? Suppose, O monks, there is a pit of glowing embers, filled to cover a man's height, with embers glowing without flames and smoke. Now a man comes that way, who loves life and does not wish to die, who wishes for happiness and detests suffering. Then two strong men will seize both his arms and drag him to the pit of glowing embers. Then, O oh monks, far away from it would recoil, the man's will far away from it his longing, far away his inclination. And why? Because the man knows, if I fall into that pit of glowing embers, I shall meet death or deadly pain. In that manner, I say, amongst, should the nutriment volitional thought be considered. If the nutriment volitional thought is comprehended, the three kinds of craving, sensual craving, craving for eternal existence, craving for self-annihilation are thereby comprehended. And if the three kinds of craving are comprehended, there is, I say, no further work left to do for the, the noble disciple. And how, amongst, should the nutriment consciousness be considered? Suppose, amongst, people have seized a criminal, a robber, and brought him before the king, saying, This, this is a criminal, a robber, O Majesty. Met out of to him the punishment you think fit. Then the king would tell them, Go, and in the morning strike this man with a hundred spears. At noon, the king would ask his men, How is that man? He is still alive, your majesty. Then go and strike him again at noon, time with a hundred spears. So they did, and in the evening, the king asked them again, How is that man? He is still alive. 
then go and in the evening strike him again with a hundred spears. And so they did. So what do you think of monks? Well, that man struck with 300 spears during the day, suffer pain and torment owing to that? Even if he were to be struck only by a single spear, he will suffer pain and torment owing to that. How much more is if he is being struck by 300 spears? In that manner, I say, O monks, should the nutriment consciousness be considered? If the nutriment consciousness is comprehended, mind and body are thereby comprehended. And if mind and body are comprehended, there is, I say, no more work left to do for the noble disciple. This concludes the teaching of the four nutriments of life. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website, www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.